It's Friday, February 10th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. stocks on Thursday extended recent losses, pausing their year-to-date rebound as investors debated the outlook for interest rates and reviewed another batch of corporate earnings. The three major indices opened higher but turned lower intraday. The S&P 500 fell 36 points, the Dow Jones Industrial Average eased lower 249 points, and the technology-heavy Nasdaq Composite Index lost 120 points. Stocks rallied to start the new year, with some investors embracing the idea that the Federal Reserve could begin to lower interest rates this year as inflation moderates. But the indices have oscillated in recent sessions as market participants have reevaluated their expectations for monetary policy following hot economic data and comments from Fed officials. In other news, a council member in New Jersey was fatally shot in a parking lot, officials said, a week after a councilwoman was shot and killed inside her car. The 51-year-old councilman, Russell Heller, who represented the borough of Milford in central New Jersey, was found dead in the parking lot outside his workplace on Wednesday morning, local police and prosecutors said. A former employee who worked with Mr. Heller at Public Service Electric and Gas Company allegedly killed the councilman, investigators said. Mr. Heller died a week after another Republican council member in New Jersey, Eunice Dwumfor, was shot and killed in her car. She represented Sayreville in the central part of the state, about 12 miles from where Mr. Heller's body was found. Her memorial was on Wednesday. No arrests have been made in Ms. Dwumfor's case, and authorities are investigating the circumstances surrounding her death. In world news, rescue efforts turned grim Thursday as fewer survivors were found amid the rubble, four days after two devastating earthquakes rocked Turkey and Syria, and people turned instead to burying the dead, now more than 21,000 people across both countries. In Turkey, the death toll was 17,674 by late Thursday evening local time, according to figures provided by Turkish Vice President Fuat Akteh. This surpasses the toll of a devastating 1999 earthquake that traumatized the nation and changed Turkish politics for decades. Authorities in Syria reported 3,300 deaths. Thousands more people were injured and thousands of buildings collapsed when Monday's earthquakes hit the Syrian-Turkish border. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan vowed to rebuild every home destroyed within a year and said the government would give 10,000 Turkish lira, equivalent to $531, to each person affected by the quakes. Back in the U.S., the Chinese balloon that crossed the U.S. carried antennas and sensors for collecting intelligence and communications, Biden administration officials said, laying out the most detailed evidence to date about China's surveillance program. The new information was described Thursday by a range of officials from the Pentagon, State Department, and the FBI as the administration prepared to take unspecified action against companies and entities linked to the Chinese balloon program that the U.S. says has spied on more than 40 countries across five continents. Much of the information came from tracking the balloon over eight days as it traversed the U.S. last week before being shot down off the Atlantic coast Saturday. More information is expected in coming days as personnel from the FBI examine components of the surveillance equipment that are being retrieved from the waters near the coast of South Carolina. And Senator John Fetterman, who suffered a stroke during his campaign for office last year, 
was taken to the hospital Wednesday after feeling lightheaded at a retreat for Senate Democrats, his office said in a statement. Mr. Fetterman, who is 53 years old, suffered a stroke in May of 2022 that kept him off the campaign trail for about three months, and his health became a central issue in his race against Republican opponent Mehmet Oz. In a subsequent statement Thursday afternoon, his office said the results of an MRI showed no signs of a new stroke, adding that there are no signs of a seizure so far. An extended absence by Mr. Fetterman, should it occur, could create new challenges for his party in passing legislation, given the Democratic caucus's narrow 51-49 to 49 advantage in the Senate. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.